You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode number 11. Hey, cowgirls. I want to paint you a little picture of what my life looked like just a few short years ago. Imagine this. It's 9.30 a.m. I'm just rolling out of bed for the day. I slowly make my way over to the coffee pot, pour a cup of warm, cozy goodness, mosey my way outside to go feed my horses, come back inside and sit on the couch, scrolling through my phone for the next hour or so. And then after a while, I decide it's finally time to get ready for the day. And by this point, it might be around 11 a.m. or so. I jump in the shower, get dressed, do my hair and makeup or whatever look I'm going for that day. And then eventually, I sit down at my desk just to stare blankly at my computer screen, not knowing what the heck I was actually going to work on. I poke around my email inbox, make sure all my clients are up to date on where they need to be, and then one by one, a new tab gets open until all of a sudden I have 30 at the top of my screen and I'm bouncing back and forth from one to the other, feeling like I am the multitasking queen. And after several hours of this, I look up, it's getting dark outside, I need to go feed for the night, and I ask myself, what did I even get done today? feeling totally discouraged and unproductive and like I accomplished nothing in those several hours of what I considered to be work. Can you relate to this? Now, let me tell you what my days look like now. My alarm goes off anywhere from 3.30 a.m. to 4 a.m. I start the coffee pot, make some breakfast, grab my Bible, and plop down on the couch for some quiet time with Jesus. A lot of times I will do a workout before the Bible time, but if I'm being quite honest, I have not been too great at that lately. However, I'm giving myself grace during this time. After my time with the Lord, I go get ready for the day. I shower, get dressed, do my makeup, my hair, the works. And by the time I'm done with all of this, it's usually around 6.30 or 7 a.m. From there, I head over to my desk and I start my work day. After hours of working, I'm able to look up and feel confident to take a break if I want or be done early for the day, and I could tell you exactly what I accomplished that day. So what changed? Look, I have not always been the most productive person, clearly, and procrastination runs in my blood. But over the past couple of years, I became really committed to making small changes in my life and my routine that creates a huge impact, and those changes are what I want to share with you today. If you have been feeling stuck in a never-ending routine that holds you back from chasing down your big dreams, then stick around because these hacks I'm giving you today are going to boost your productivity and help you work smarter, not harder. So let's get some stuff done today. Are you guys ready? Hey girl, have you ever tried the old apple cider vinegar trick to lose weight or just get healthy? If you have, then you know how absolutely horrible it is. Like it tastes real bad. But at the same time, it's so freaking good for you. Why can't there just be a solution to this problem? Well, there actually is. It's called Goalie Nutrition and they have created the world's first apple cider vinegar gummy. I'm talking all the benefits of traditional apple cider vinegar in a tiny little chewy gummy. From healthy digestion to weight management, boosting your immune system, heart health, improving energy, and more, this gummy seriously packs a punch. And the absolute best part, they taste amazing. Like no joke, I could probably eat the whole bottle in one sitting. 
I totally won't, but I probably could. Two gummies are equivalent to one shot of apple cider vinegar. The gummies are also gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, unfiltered, and gelatin-free. If you would like to start getting yourself healthy again and try these amazing gummies, then you can get 5% off your order when you go to go.goalie.com slash Sarah Spackman or go to goalie, G-O-L-I dot com and use the promo code Sarah Spackman. That's S-A-R-A-H-S-P-A-C-K-M-A-N, all one word. I always thought that being an entrepreneur seemed so glamorous. You work for yourself, there's no one to tell you what to do, and there is nowhere you have to be at any given time usually. I envisioned my days looking like sleeping all day and working when I wanted to and somehow still being able to make a buttload of money. Yeah, if only. Okay, and while in theory there is some truth to that, I mean, some, use that very lightly, the reality of entrepreneurship is that working, you're working longer hours than traditional nine to fives, you're feeling overwhelmed by not knowing where your next paycheck is coming from, and having to balance out work time and personal time is always a struggle. Now, I don't know about you, but I became an entrepreneur to have flexibility in my schedule and to not be so tied down like I would at any other job, but this is still a job and I still have to work at it. So sorry to burst anyone's bubble who may have thought that starting their own biz would just be a get rich quick scenario. I always would find myself feeling like there's never enough hours in the day. I had so much I needed to get done but could never get anything done at the same time. And it was this vicious cycle that just was never ending. But about three years ago or so, I really started to dive into podcasts um, when that world kind of first was introduced. And I started to listen, at least in my perspective, that's when it was new, um, and listen to people, like what they had to say and business owners and other entrepreneurs. And I heard from multiple people that I looked up to that they started to wake up earlier in the morning and it increased their productivity so much. Now, by nature, I am a night owl. I love my sleep, but I would always get these weird creative itches at like 10 p.m. and somehow work my way to 3 a.m. and then sleep in super late the next morning. And I would assume that a lot of you might feel the same way. I definitely think I meet more night owls than I do morning people. But in 2019, I moved to North Dakota to be closer to where my fiance Tyler was working up in the oil field. And his schedule was really crazy and he had a lot of long hours and our sleep schedules were totally opposite. So that meant I hardly ever got to see him except for maybe like an hour in the afternoon sometimes. And I decided that in order to be able to spend more time with him, literally the whole reason I even went up there was to put myself on his schedule. So I gave it a shot and cold turkey and I legit just started to wake up at 4 a.m. And y'all, when I say I immediately saw the effects of this, I mean I really saw the effects of this and fast. I would wake up early take my sweet time drinking my coffee and have my time with Jesus and maybe sneak in an episode of my favorite show. Don't tell anybody. And then I would get to work all before like 7 a.m. I felt like I was getting so much done while everyone else in the world was still sleeping. Even if that stuff that I got done wasn't work-related, most people, if you wake up and you have your morning routine and you're doing it from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. and then you start working after that, I was getting to start work at 7 a.m., which was 
so magical for me. There's actually a science behind this also. Now, don't quote me on any of this because I don't know exact statistics to cite for you, but I have heard from other sources that your brain is the most productive first thing in the morning. So even though a lot of us would argue that we are sleepy and there's no way we would do our best thinking that early, it's true. Now, a lot of the students and people that I coach are very busy people, right? We're all busy. We all have our own lives. They're either college students or stay-at-home moms, and they're kind of like how I was, feeling like there is not enough time in the day to get things done. My number one recommendation to boost productivity to anybody is to wake up earlier and to start when your brain is fresh. Now, that doesn't mean go from waking up at 10 a.m. now and immediately changing to waking up at 4 a.m. tomorrow. Start slow, set your alarm for an hour earlier each day, and go to bed an hour earlier. That's the other key thing. In order to be able to wake up and function at 4 a.m., I go to bed around 8 p.m. or 9 p.m., just depending on how I feel. After a while, it kind of just becomes a habit. Because on days where I don't even set an alarm, I'm usually up by like 6 a.m. because my body is just so used to it. So I would challenge you to try this for a week or even a month and see what waking up early can do for you and your business. Once you're up and awake, take a look at how you are scheduling your day. A productive workday needs to have structure and guidance. And for entrepreneurs, that's not always easy. We tend to gravitate towards the fun parts of our business and push off or neglect the things that are intimidating or boring to us. I want you to start leaning into a new concept, one that I use every single day. And this is the top three. This is something that I use to ensure that my days are intentional and that I'm getting done the most important tasks first. Before moving on to something that I would consider to be more fun or easy, these can also be known as the needle movers in your business. Making your website pretty or designing a new logo, those things are not needle moving business moves. But content creation, working on client projects or tasks, and other forms of marketing are. The whole idea for the top three is that you have to do them before you do anything else that day. These three things should have a direct impact on your profits and overall growth in your business. So here's an example of what my top three for today look like. Number one, batch three podcast episodes. So I'm literally recording one right now. Number two, deliver some contracts and proposals to a few wedding clients. And number three, create the outline for my new online course that I'm planning. So right now, as I record this, it's a little after 8 a.m. and I am recording this. Then I have a few more shows to plan out and record. And if I stay consistent with this, I should be able to get three episodes scheduled and done by lunchtime or at least right around then, hopefully. And after that, I'll send over the contracts to my brides, but that doesn't really take that much time. And then I have the rest of the day to sit down and map out my new online course. So when you structure your day around these top three things, you know that even if nothing else were to get done that day, you can you have at least accomplished three needle moving things in your business that will have a greater impact more than anything else that you could have done, more than all the fluffy stuff you could have been doing. 
And it's such a great feeling to know that you have done these things that will play a big role in the success and growth of your business. And this has also helped me separate work time from personal time. It's really, really important as a business owner to be able to turn off our work brains, even though I know how hard that is sometimes, especially if you love what you do. But we do not live to work, my friend. We work to live. So by having these top three tasks, I know that once they're done, I can choose to be done for the day and go spend time with my family or my fiance or go ride my horses or whatever it is that I want to do. And I'm not perfect at this and it's easy to want to just keep going, but make sure you're giving yourself permission to take a break and recharge after you had a super productive day. Another tool that has helped me get a lot done and also what plays a bigger role in association with my top three things is batch working. Now, you've probably heard other business owners talk about this, but just in case you haven't, batch working pretty much just means to focus on one particular thing at a time and get a bunch of that one thing done. Okay, that was probably the worst explanation ever. So here's an example instead. If you have to write a blog post and your goal is to post one blog post every week, then when you sit down to write that blog post, write three or four at a time instead of just one. Then you can call it a day after that, but get several done at the same time so that you can schedule them in advance to post and never have to think about them for the next several weeks. So when you're planning out your top three for the day, if one of those things is, like I said, to type out this week's blog post, I challenge you to write out the next three weeks worth of blog posts. When you do this, you are going to save yourself so much time in the long run. Instead of having to wake up every day and type out a new blog post, you could just do all of it in one day and focus on the other tasks the other days. This can also apply to things like Instagram posts. Try planning out a week of posts, including the photos and the captions, so all you have to do is click a button to post them instead of spending all that time sitting there thinking about what to write. I have a planning app where I can design the layout of my feed ahead of time called UNUM or UNUM, and I actually talk about this a little more in episode number 10, so go check that out if you have not yet. And for my captions, I usually just type out a bunch in the notes on my phone and then I can copy and paste onto whatever photo I'm posting that day. This saves me a ton of time. Plus it ensures that my caption is well thought out and curated and will serve someone in the best way versus something that I had to just come up with on the spot and isn't all that well thought out. Batch working is so important because it allows you to stay in one headspace and get a lot done instead of just doing one thing and then having to shift gears onto the next. You will get so much more value in your content if you choose to batch work, I promise. Hey, real quick, are you looking to give your Instagram bio a little upgrade? Your bio's the first thing that people see when they come onto your profile, and since we're limited to the number of words we can put in there, we want to use that space super wisely. Did you know that the average time it takes for someone to decide if they want to stay on your profile or not is less than three seconds? That's seriously hardly any time at all, which means first impressions are everything. But how the heck do you know what to put in there that makes people want to stay for more? Don't worry, I got you. I created a free guide that will walk you step-by-step through what to add and remove from your Instagram bio to make sure that you are converting new followers and getting your people in the right place. It's totally free and I'm holding nothing back. You can get your download by heading over to sarahelrod.com slash Instagram. What the heck are you waiting for, friend? Head to sarahelrod.com slash Instagram and click the link. 
Okay, now let's talk about the actual workspace and environment you are putting yourself in. One of the biggest reasons people tend to procrastinate is because we as humans become easily distracted. I know that I sure do. Our phones are our lifelines at this point and are pretty much glued to our hands. And in a world where so many of us are working from home these days, more and more of us are finding ourselves still wearing PJs at 12 p.m. and working from our couches. This has got to stop if you want to actually start getting stuff done, my friend. In my typical workday, I go off of two main rules. One, setting boundaries, and two, creating more than I consume. Now, if Tyler's listening, he is probably laughing because Lord knows I'm not perfect at this, okay? But I'm trying, (laughs) and I know it's good advice, so just anyways. Let's be honest, Uh, sometimes there's just not much you can do to control certain distractions. We're human, and sometimes things just come up. But there are other things in our lives that we do like we have control over that can help limit those distractions and allow our days to be more productive. And this could be things like turning off Instagram notifications on our phone or all notifications in general. And I can't tell you how many times I have been in a full on working groove, but the second I hear my phone do a little ding, I immediately fall apart and have to go check it out. Turn off those notifications or the volume or heck, even put your phone on airplane mode until you finish what you are working on. Make sure you are getting your stuff accomplished before you allow yourself to get lost down the scrolling rabbit hole of TikTok or Instagram. Remember your overall purpose and why you do what you do. It will hopefully motivate you to push through some of those temptations to check your inbox or send that quick text. And I get it. It can be hard setting boundaries. I am a yes person. I want to please everyone. So that means if my phone rings in the middle of my work time, I will likely answer it. And then I get completely thrown off by the time I can finally get back to whatever I was doing before the call. I don't know about you, but once my iPhone started sending me weekly screen time reviews, I had a bit of a reality check. I was hitting like seven hour marks a day. Seven whole freaking hours of looking at my phone. That was disgusting and sad to me, and I had to restructure my days to avoid ever getting that deep in my tiny screen ever again. My fiance Tyler is nowhere near as bad as me when it comes to looking at his phone, But he actually sets a timer on his phone that notifies him when he's been staring at his screen for more than like an hour per day. And if that's something that you think would help you, then I say go for it. Setting solid boundaries for yourself will help keep you more accountable. And it also sets the precedence that you are not on call 24-7. Those emails and those DMs can wait. You do not need to be available at someone else's convenience. So make a schedule that works for you and stick to it. Another huge thing that I've done to eliminate distractions and boost productivity is by choosing to work at an actual desk in a designated office area in my home. There were plenty of days where I would work from my bed or from the couch and I would feel like a total slob and not get a single thing done, or it would at least take me a heck of a lot longer to get done. There's something about sitting up straight at a desk that instantly makes you feel like you can take on the world. If you do not have an office or a desk, the kitchen table is still a great option. Basically just anything that is not too comfortable and makes you wanna fall asleep. 
Now, if your desk or office space is just kind of blah and you feel miserable every time you go in there, then here are a few ways to make sure that your workspace is inspiring you and not just adding to your negative subconscious thoughts about what you have to work on. If you're working from home, you're gonna have a lot more control over how your workspace looks or is set up, but even if you work in an actual office, there are minor changes you can do to make a big difference. One of my favorite things is to get something like a plant to put on the corner of my desk or set up a lot of pretty photos of my family or you know, my fiance or my pets or whatever. Um, my office space is not the most organized thing ever, and I will be the first to admit that, but right above my computer screen is a collage of pretty pictures that fit my aesthetic, and I use that as kind of like a mood board to keep my mind on track of what my bigger goals are. I also have been really into playing music while I work lately, so if you think that this is something that will help you as well, just try to avoid songs that have words, but there's a lot of playlists out there, especially on like Spotify, that are specific for working or productivity, and they have instrumental sounds um, or just very quiet, calming music, and I think this has just been like really helpful and kind of a nice change of pace for me. Natural light is also a really big one. If I could work from outside without having to fight a bunch of sun glares on my screen, I totally would. So as a compromise, I like to work near windows and have lots of natural light shining in on me. It makes me feel really happy and it's nice to be able to look outside every few minutes while I work. And while working from home is amazing and has so many benefits, it also comes with a lot more distractions. I mean, come on, the TV and Netflix and all the things are just calling your name. So here is typically what I like to do when I work from home. My top three things that I need to get done for the day are almost always done at my desk. I kind of hold myself to that. But when it comes to things like dreaming or responding to messages or emails or whatever or writing down ideas, I will give myself grace and decide that it is okay if I want to do that in a more comfy place, whether that be on my front porch swing or snuggled up in a blanket on my couch. I allow myself to do that. Also, make sure that you are taking a few minutes out of your day to take a break. Go outside and get some fresh air. Listen to what your body needs. Sometimes a few minutes outside is all you need to get re-inspired and re-motivated to finish the task at hand. I hope that after listening to this episode, you feel like you have the tools you need to get through your workday in the most productive and efficient manner. I know that this will not all come at once and it won't always be easy, but I promise that if you start to implement these tips into your daily routine, you will notice major changes in how much you're getting done and how much better you will feel with the direction that your business is moving. Was this helpful? Head on over to my Instagram, you know, after you're done with doing everything else for the day. And then let me know what your biggest takeaway was and what episodes you would like to see more in the future. I would love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Branded Cowgirl podcast. Head on over to the show notes for the links from this episode and more. Also, be sure to join the Branded Cowgirl podcast online community on Facebook that is exclusive to listeners where you can ask questions, share stories, meet friends, and so much more. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Branded Cowgirl Podcast for daily posts and all the fun. And as always, it's been an honor popping into your earbuds and sharing these golden nuggets of wisdom with you. I cannot wait until the next time. 
Bye for now, friends.